best. Make no mistake, the United States will hunt down and punish those responsible for these cowardly acts. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of Al-Qaeda. They were our neighbors, our friends, our husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, children, and parents. They were the ones who rushed in to help. 2,983 innocent men, women, and children. We have asked their families to come here, to speak the names out loud, to remind each of us of the person we lost in New York, in Washington, and Pennsylvania. So on this solemn day, at this sacred hour, once more we pause, once more we pray. Welcome to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Uh, somber way to start the morning, but probably an appropriate one. Um, and I would say, given what's been going on in the country the last two years, this is exactly what we need. A little remembrance of what happened. I um, 9-11 wasn't good, but if it did anything, but if it did anything, it brought you and your neighbor together. And it unified America. And it became about us versus them. And now we haven't had an us versus them in quite a while. And so what does the establishment need? They need the fighting. <laughs> they, they need the enemy. And so now what they do in between times like that is they pit us against one another. And post 9-11 is actually what I talk about a lot when we talk about the NFL stuff. I was at the Brown Stadium, the first NFL game after 9-11. And let me tell you something. When that national anthem rolled out, that was the most, that was one of the most like American moments I've ever felt in my life. Cause it was 70,000 people standing there together going, yeah, we just kind of got through this together. But it, but we did get through it together. And now all of a sudden, a few short years later, here we are arguing about the country. And you say what you want. I'm not asking for another national tragedy, but if we got one tomorrow, guess what would happen? We would be together again. Yeah, make no no question, you know, mistake about it that tragedy, one of the great things about it is you come together. I mean, think about funerals and how many times you've been at a funeral and by the end of it, you know, you're sitting around laughing with somebody and you think like, man, why don't we do this more often? Why right. don't we do this on better terms? Why don't we do this not, you know, with, with with grandma being dead over there? Like, why don't we get together? So there is definitely that level of it's a it's a common experience and those common experiences, those common values, those things that we've gone through together, those do make us stronger. So certainly, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody's advocating of, 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 of something, you know, like that happening again, but it's definitely worth remembering on days like today it's one of what those, it is. It's one of those things where I wish we could get people to remember how they felt then without having to go through it. Like almost like I wish I could bottle it up because when people are bitching and moaning and crying on Twitter, I wish I could be like, oh, yeah, but remember, like, remember this, though? And it's like, oh, yeah, our country's kind of great, right? Is 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 17 years the amount? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that what it takes to get over something like this? Because I, I, it's it's a considerable amount of time. It's, yes. you know, it's 17 years is a lot of time, yes. but it's not that long ago. Like, we can all remember it 
for the most part. Like, adults can all remember. We're not talking about D-Day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, I'm not trying to negate D-Day and what it is, but, like... Well, that's our version. I mean, that's definitely... That's that's definitely... Well, it's definitely the biggest... It's definitely the biggest moment of my life. How long until 9-11? Because let's be real, 17 years ago, how long until it does become Pearl Harbor or D-Day where, yes, it's something we remember and we all say, but like it's not that live memory? I think it'll be different now because of social media okay. and, the lying and, and, the, and the lying and the pretending that people do about caring about things as much as they do. And so... I think D-Day was in your history book, man. So you're in seventh grade and you're flumming through it and you don't really care. But now when it's about retweets, when it's about being the best American ever and I'll post it and I'll have the best video, now everybody pretends like they care about stuff. Do you think that, you know, I mean, the internet was a thing in 01, but it wasn't like it is now. Not what it is now. It's not what it is now. Not what it is now. How do you think that would have impacted... That time after nine eleven, nine twelve. How would how would social media have responded? What would have happened there? It's interesting, right? God, yeah, it is. Um, Well, more misinformation, or maybe less, or maybe I don't know, but probably more. Yeah, more misinformation. Probably more misinformation. Um, which is hysterical, actually. We do got some data on like how uh, Americans are getting their news. We'll give you that at 8 o'clock. I hate to pimp anything to, while talking right. about this. I hate to promo anything. Hey, New Tour Tuesday coming up today. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. Oh, God. Yeah, that is true. That is happening today. Oh, God. Yeah, that's. I didn't even think of that. Wow. Yeah, wow. Uh, seems pretty, it seems pretty uh, awful yeah. to like promote things, but I, I don't want the boss being mad. Um, so, yeah, that, those are happening today. And, eight and uh, well, but I mean, like, and it's this weird place where it's like as a show, Joe, do you do 9-11 all day? Do you do business as usual today? How do you how do you balance it? Once an hour feels right. Right. It feels right. It's is and again, like that moment shook this country to its core. And we forget. Like we forget. And again, I was talking about this a, a couple of months ago. On the Sopranos, they actually said, should build a wall now, though. And you know what? You sat there on your couch and watched that during The Sopranos and felt like, goddamn right, we should. Because that's how you felt then. So now as everybody's running around talking about building walls, don't go crazy on it. You wanted one in 2001. You did. You did want a wall then. You know what I mean? Like, is it the best idea? Probably not. But you wanted one at one point. So pretending that somebody who wants one now is crazier than you is where you kind of lose me. Because, again, you don't think we need things like that now because nothing has happened to you in so long that you can be guilty of being an American and kind of going back and kind of forgetting and kind of doing all this stuff. But as every athlete's out there talking about, you know, how the country isn't right and how we can't stand for this and we can't be unified for this. And this is really a banner of this. I want you to remember how you felt that day. Because you didn't think anything about your country that day except for we're going to go kick somebody's ass. And that's exactly what you thought. And why do you feel like that? It's because America's always been kind of great. It's always been great a little bit. It's always, In that regard, it's been, always been pretty great in that regard. It's always been pretty great the fact that you can pretty much go to work day in and day out and not expect rockets to just come into the middle of your town and like split them in half. Do you understand how most people in the world don't have that luxury? 
Most people don't have that. Most people are ducking from us rifling things into their country to level it to take the things that they have. Most people don't have that kind of security, but you do, which is why you're so lazy, which is why you're so awful online, is because you have not been through real struggle. And so you pretend that the struggle you do have is the biggest problem in the world. It's starting to get a little annoying, but I like days like this because it gives you historical perspective. And we were all together on 9-12, bro. All of us. I was at Brown Stadium the first time. When those planes went over that building, nobody was sitting there thinking, man, this country's not great. Nobody was thinking that. Everybody was thinking, look at us. When you wake the giant, look at what we do. Look at what America does. Look at how we respond. Remember? I had the shirt. We're all New Yorkers. So did you. Remember when the Yankees came out and they were wearing NYPD hats and stuff like that? Oh. Now, 17 years later, cops are the worst, the country sucks, everything's the worst, I'm kneeling for this, but, I, but I'm an individual for this, but I need to protest this. I got to tell you, man, you need to remember who you were on 9-12, and we should be that person more often than we are. More Stansbury Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansbury Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I would tell you to go to WRQK.com, but the problem is is that apparently something's wrong with the podcast. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Yesterday was our first day back, expecting there to be no issues in this building our first day back. I mean, honestly, I've worked here too long. I know. It's nobody's fault. It's just, you know what I mean? Just sometimes... I don't know. It's somebody's fault. I just don't want to tell you whose it is. <laughs> it was like 545. Stansbury was losing his mind. And I'm like, yep. Day two. We're back, baby. Day two. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I know. And I really didn't want to be this guy. I didn't. I didn't want to be this guy. Vacation went great. Um, I have a. I have what I have been referring to as a phenomenal stress reducer. Now I've uh, I've added it into my life. Now don't get me wrong. In six months, she'll go back to being the right. thing that uh, supplies the stress. But right now, she's doing a great job making me happier. But, yeah, dude, Rock 106.9 can just beat you down. Again. <laughs> Again, it can just beat long. you down. Dude, you guys, dude, you think you're tighter, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Imagine being me. <laughs> no, I don't know what's going on with the podcast, though. And um, I, I will tell you this. It, it, today's, if we can get it up, will be later than normal. I have a dentist appointment, like, pretty much right I have to run out of here as soon as the show's done. Uh, to get that done, I had a, I had a dental emergency happen over the over the break. Uh oh! And they weren't able to see me Uh-oh. until today. Yeah, no, I had a crown fallout. Uh oh! And so, like, I had to like go do that thing, and I've had to do this before, where I had to like go to like a uh, you know one of those um one of those stores, like one of those uh, you know I don't know whatever uh, CVS or whatever, and I had to go get like Dentemp. Oh, to really like, back in there, yeah. So you, do you clean the crown like completely out? You wait for it to dry, then you apply like the you know the 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 paste, and then you just like slam it back in the in the mouth. Are you uh are you uh I'm afraid of the dentist or I don't want to go to the dentist? You good going to the dentist? What's the story? I'm 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 lazy with all things. I'm okay. not necessarily afraid of anything. I'm just like eh tomorrow, eh later, eh we'll do that later. I'm I'm lazy about it. I'm not necessarily afraid. I'm uncomfortable in the moment. I don't want to do it. No, I mean nobody wants to get their mouth getting finger banged by some dude wearing rubber gloves with a with a scraper. But like you know, there's people out there who are legit afraid of the dentist. So all right, not in the it's just. It, and I, I guess I understand that. I think everyone has a little bit of that laziness. Like, yeah, I don't want to do it. Therefore, I'm not going to make it a priority. My mom was afraid of doctors, um, which was weird because she worked at a doctor's office pretty much my entire life. 
Um, but she didn't like that kind of stuff. And so my brother and I aren't necessarily afraid, but her fear kind of turned into, well, I guess you don't have to do that as much. You know what I mean? It's like one of those. Right, right, right. Where all of a sudden the yearly checkups like, yeah, I really don't need Mm -hmm. it. I'm fine. Like when this happened, I had, I, what I did is I called the salesperson who works here, who I think has the nicest teeth. And I was like, Hey, what, what dentist do you use? That's what I did. I'm going to bet you there's a possibility they could get some dental work done for us, but Probably not. I was going to say, maybe they can get the utensils. Stands where I'll take it. No, they're not going to do that. Matt. <laughs> Matt. He went mad on it. Jesus. Phantom, sorry. <laughs> Hall of Fame week. A week to celebrate football, yeah. and you and I Nothing. were in our living rooms. <laughs> if they can't sell us with beer and football, bro, they're not giving us the My 1017 dental doctor appointments. That's not happening. God, you are okay, funny. That's fair. That's you fair. You're, you are really right. funny just in all the wrong ways. <laughs> all right, let's move me off that. All right. So I don't get in trouble. All right. Um I took a lot of this last night. Took a lot of it last night. Jets, Lions, Sam Darnold, first throw of the game, first throw of his NFL career, pick 6. Look at your boy Darnold. Look at your boy Darnold. An ugly pick six too, man. That thing was awful. He, <laughs> that was bad. He did not one thing right on that play. It was bad. Not one thing right. <laughs> that was bad. Every bad thing you a quarterback can make to throw a pick six, Sam Darnold did it. Okay? So there we go. Full disclosure, right? I've given everybody what you're looking for. But let's give you the rest. 16 for 21, 196 yards, two touchdowns. <gasps> Here's the big one. They won the game. They won the game. Don't hit me up when Sam Darnold throws a pick six. He's a rookie. He's going to throw a ton of them. Peyton Manning threw 100 picks his first year. But they won the game. More importantly, here's what Sam Darnold did. Threw a pick six, first throw out, and then still went and threw for two touchdowns. 16 for 21, 196 yards, two touchdowns. Didn't light the world up on yards. Didn't. But they scored 48 points, and a rookie quarterback led that team to victory. Yeah, dude, after after S in the bed like he did off that first play, I could see how immediately you become mental midget. Immediately you right. do this moment, oh my god, I'm going to crap myself, dude. I just pooped my pants on live TV. But he still was able to come back and uh, put together a pretty impressive game, especially for a quarterback. I mean, I found it a little bit crazy that the Not Jets... Not enough yards in today's NFL. The Jets scored 48 points and he only threw for two. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's That is weird. That is a little bit like... Wow. What happened there? Did Isaiah, did Isaiah Crowell go off or something? Nonetheless, dude, you put up 48 points on what's supposed to be a defensive team with Matt Patricia's you know, Detroit Lions right there. Yeah, Isaiah I, Crowell I, I, did go off. I think I think you can I think you can give a, a resounding two thumbs up to uh to uh to Sam Darnold's rookie or you know debut performance. And again, all I'm doing here dude, Baker Mayfield's gonna be pretty good. He is. I'm not sitting here telling you Baker Mayfield is going to flame out of the NFL. I don't think that. I think Baker Mayfield's going to be a pretty solid B guy. But he's a B guy. B plus, maybe A minus, maybe you get him there. But again, we're a mental gymnasting around. He's not a number one pick. That's all I've ever said about Baker Mayfield is that he's not a number one quarterback pick. He's not. He's probably the 10th pick in the draft. I had him at a low first round, high second round pick. That's where I had him. I really did. I would have taken Rosen before him, too, to be honest with you. I probably would have done that, too. 
But I wanted Sam Darnold, so I knew when he threw that first six pick, I knew. I was like, dude, my, that first pick six, I knew my Twitter was, dude, Scott from Waiting for Next Year texted me. He just gave me, <laughs> dude, and Scott, dude, he's kind of young, so he didn't even text me. He gave me the eyeball emoji, like emojis. Eyeballs. And I was like, oh, Scott, stop. Come on. Here's, here's the big stat with Sam Darnold last night. Don't look, don't look at the pick six. You want the big stat from Sam Darnold last night? He played in the game. Now, I wanted Baker Mayfield to sit. I did, especially after what we saw in preseason. Like, wham, we got Tyrod Taylor, sit him. Aaron Rodgers sat three years, sat for three years. Okay, let's be honest about what this is. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented freak of an athlete we have seen at that position ever. Ever. He's got more mechanics than every single quarterback you've ever seen. So thinking Baker Mayfield's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers, first of all, dude, the next Aaron Rodgers, we're probably 20 years away from seeing the next Aaron Rodgers. So you can't just throw names around there like that. He's going to be solid. But we reached for the kid at number one. We did. A number one pick should be able to go out there and take the offense year one and march you down the field. Now, if you want to point to me at Pat Mahomes in Kansas City, who John Dorsey helped find, although they say it was Andy Reid, and that's actually what broke Dorsey and Andy Reid up and why Dorsey's no longer in Kansas City is because he wasn't as high on Mahomes as as Andy Reid was, and the organization went with the coach, not the GM. I don't know who to believe there, but that's what I hear. If you want to go with Pat Mahomes, that's fine. They did. They sat him pretty much most of last year. He played a little bit at the end of last year. And that kid's looking like he's going to be all right. I believe in Dorsey's ability. I was the first one to jump on Dorsey's train and be like, ah, dude, we might be all right. This guy knows what he's doing. But you reach for Baker Mayfield. But sending me tweets last night because Sam Darnold threw a pick six. Yeah, 16 for 21, 196, two touchdowns, and they won. And they won. Let that sink in. You tied yesterday or Sunday. Don't go getting all cocky. Don't go getting all cocky. If this kid comes in here and all I said yesterday was if, if, if. Not he will, he will, he will. But if he comes in here, week three, marches up and down this field and beats you, players in that locker room, they're going to second guess taking Baker Mayfield. That's all I was saying, and it's true. They're going to look around there and go, oh my God, we screwed it up again. We can't even put the kid on the field. This kid's winning games. That's what's going to happen in the locker room. You can deny it all you want, but that's what will happen. You can fool everybody but the player. And I worry about that. Now, if you win the game, that goes away. And there's a chance we win it. The defense is pretty good. And he's a rookie quarterback. If you picked off Big Ben three times, I think you could pick off Sam Darnold three times. But here's what I'll tell you. If you get five turnovers, you don't beat the Jets. You're the worst football team ever. Again, five turnovers Sunday, and you weren't winning. Don't talk to me about other teams' quarterbacks. You got five turnovers, and you weren't winning. There's enough problems on your own football field. Don't be looking at the Jets. You got enough problems on your own field. More Sansbury Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new MGK rap devil. He kind of, this is him like slapping back at, uh, at Eminem. There's beef there. And so now they're beefing. They're, 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 they, they, all right. The two rappers are arguing. They're not getting along they well. Can't you just both admit that you're white and you've just honestly stolen the money off of all of your fan base forever? Like, can't you just both get there? But they're mad at one another. Um, and MGK's right. Machine Gun Kelly's right. Now, I'm, now here's what I'm going to tell you. Eminem's far and away got the better career, right? Far and away. 
Eminem will end up in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. MGK, I don't think will. Now, he might have a pretty good career with the acting thing. He's already been in a couple of things, and he was pretty good in that Showtime show, Roadies. He was pretty good in that. So there might be some acting chops in there. I don't know. All I know is Wild Boy's not getting you in the in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's not happening. Probably not. Probably not going to happen, right? So we'll do uh, we'll do new MGK for you, new Morgan Wallen, country artist. I think he put out the country record of the year. Uh, he, I guess, was a former contestant on The Voice. I didn't know that. And uh, we have new Godsmack for you, too. That all coming up at 9 o'clock. My life's about to get complicated, Phantom. What do you got going on? Tell me the stories. So I came in here yesterday, first day back from vacation, kind of alluded everybody to the fact. And uh, we're staying away from terminology, but I'm kind of, I'm seeing somebody now. Okay. Right? I view okay. myself that way. Like, I, 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 I'm like, I, I should not go out with somebody else. All right? That's essentially what I'm saying. Okay. That's a little first step right there. Like, yeah. All right. Well, maybe even second, third step right there. Okay. So, you know, she was obviously interested as, well, what'd you say today? And, and I was shocked that there wasn't, what, you just, you were up, you were texting me while the show was live. Why don't you just listen? And she said, well, you told me not to. Well, okay. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that won't be able to continue. And that's what we're getting ready to talk about. So I said, well, I, you know, I said, something's wrong with the podcast because, well, something's wrong with us and, you know, whatever I said, but you know, I did Facebook Live the first break yesterday. You could go watch that. Oh, my God. Hold on. And so, like, then I had to, like, wait the 12 minutes, right? right? I, t- I text her. I was like, this feels like I'm sitting outside the principal's office right now. That's what this feels, right? So she comes back. She goes, yeah, that's all fine. Okay. So, we, you know, we talk a little bit or whatever, and then I go to bed, and I wake up. And then I go back, and I'm checking, like, my, um, my notifications, and she's now commented on some previous Facebook Live videos. So she's going back and watching the old stuff. I have no idea what's in those. But I know occasionally, what am I doing in them? Bitching about women. Bitching about another woman. And so I even said, I threw the gauntlet out. It's like, I can't get in trouble for something that happened. You know what I mean? You can't retroactively be like, you can't, no. you know what I mean? You can't do that. Right? But you know how they work. You know how they work. You know it's going to be like, oh, interesting. And then, like, dude, that's just, she's just going to hold that piece of information. She knows I'm dumb. Six months from now, she's going to need to win a fight. She's going to pull it out. I'm going to get my timeline screwed up and feel like she's right. I got to apologize. And, dude, I'm going to be in a stalemate. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't use stuff. I mean, you can use stuff from people's past to hold it against them if it affected you. You can't use stuff that, like, predates you dating. You know what I'm saying? You can, but that's a big red flag for me. If all of a sudden you're holding yeah. my sexual past and be I'm like and like here's here's where it is, that that's problematic. I think that uh, it's a good thing that she's not like, "Oh my gosh, I listen live every single second now because I'm all hung up on it." You don't necessarily want that, but it's not an easy thing to do to have your relationship be in the public eye and like Oh, I'm so worried about it, it, it. It is not. It's because it's not a shortcoming of either person. There, it's if somebody's not comfortable with that. And there's definitely been relationships in my past where it's like, dude, that's why that fell apart is because she oh, didn't want to be yeah. a part of that. And like, I can't hold that against her. No. Like, that's your prerogative, and I understand no. why you feel that way. What this is is the first reality TV show ever. That's what radio is. That's where do you think they got the idea? Is by dudes telling being honest about their lives on the radio. That's where they got the idea. That's where most of TV came from, and. So what happens there is everybody loves the show until it's you. And then I always say this, dude, nobody's relationship could stack up to like Paradise Island and all those kind of shows. Dude, nobody. Right. And so like you start doing that. And what I'm more worried about, because she she already told me, she's like, look, I hate talk radio. It's not my thing. I just don't like it. And I said to her, I'm like, that's 
okay. I don't like it either. I would never listen to a show like this ever in my car. Would never do it. Was never. I was aware of who Howard was. Yeah, I kind of liked Howard. Respect Howard. I was never a die Howard, uh, die hard Howard fan like a way a lot of radio guys are. I just don't honestly do. When I got my first interview in radio, I lied about how much radio love I had because I was like, well, you better lie about it, like, and otherwise they're not going to let you come work here. I don't have any great love of the history of the industry or anything like that. I don't have it. And so, like, I don't care about guys who do what I do either. I would never listen to a guy like me, ever. My boss hates when I say that, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> but it's true. It's totally true. My old dude, Bo, my first program director, hated it too, but it's the truth. And that's what I do. I tell you the truth. I think one of the things that you're going to run into a problem with, then, is not necessarily her listening. No, it's her friends. Yeah, I was going to say, it's people that know her. That becomes that becomes a, a pretty bad game of telephone that you're going to get caught up in. And she has to be able to, she has to be ready to take those blows. So I cut this off at the pass a little bit, I think. So every person's got like two people that you got to win over right and if you get those you're probably all right and so like i've won the the like the main friend i got that one in in, in, in the bag like i got her like I, I i you know i knew the thing to do i knew the right thing to say and dude the, the truth will do it 90 percent of the time right. so i kind of got that but i am a little worried about that um and dude you know how this works like i'm it's not even like it's just dude i'm worried there's gonna be fish out of water issues where it's like we're going to be listening and going, oh, my God, that's who he is? And, like, you know what I mean? Like, Because, dude, if you don't know me from this, and then all of a sudden you're going to just go back and listen to 10 years worth of shows in a week, like, oh, my God, dude, imagine that. Like, that's going to be a nightmare. And so, dude, when she started, like, thumb up and, and thumb down and on live videos, I was just like, oh, God, this whole thing's going to be over in less than a week. Jeez, dude! Like honestly, it's 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 either gonna be good or it's gonna be bad, and we'll probably know soon. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, we're I don't know. We're supposed to hang out all week, so yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. I guess I, I guess we'll know. She's like, look, it's no problem. I just wanted to see you. You know how women are. I just wanted to see you and what you do and look at you. Oh my god, look at you doing it and like that whole thing when they're all excited about you. But it's like, dude, you know what's gonna happen in three weeks? It's gonna be you Facebook Live this and shoes are gonna be flying down my hallway. Like, dude, you know how this works? Like, dude, they just get mad and that's like I I'm I can I can feel it. I can I can feel it bubbling underneath, dude. And I'm already worried. Multiple times this morning, we're going to send you out to Las Vegas. Once at 8, once again at 9, we'll send you out there for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Slash had some interesting things to say about the Guns N' Roses catalog. We'll run that down after playing you some Guns N' Roses. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. New MGK, new Morgan Wallen, new Godsmack, all part of that. I like all three of those artists. I want to hear new Godsmack. I do. Well, Sully's going to be mad. Yeah. He's going to tell you to stay away from stuff. Get away from him. Stay back. Too close. <laughs> that's, what he'll, that's what he'll be doing. That's, that's what Sully does. But dude, don't don't over don't overthink it. No. Don't rethink the wheel. You got dude, you gotta just keep dude, just keep doing what you do. It's work for ACDC, it's work for a thousand bands. Just keep doing what you do. Speaking of bands, and again from like back in that kind of era. A little prior even. You know, when I was growing up in the 80s, Tipper Gore and all those people were all mad about the hair rock, right? Yeah, yeah they were. They're all mad about it, right? Because chicks were in cages and dudes were, I don't know, dumping water on them and singing about, I don't know, God knows what. 
And I never understood what everybody was so mad about. I was like, dude, the guy looks just like the chick. How do we know the chick's in the cage? It might as well be the basis for all I know that everybody looks the same. It's true. So I never really saw the sexist angle of it. But there's been documentaries on the hair rock scene and the metal scene and like how like, you know, chauvinistic the music can be. And now in the Me Too era, and, um, you know, people are like, would this stuff hold up? Or could you write these songs, the, you know, this day? You hear me, you know, float those kinds of ideas all the time on the show. I don't know if you could do that now. Right? And so Guns N' Roses, arguably one of the most popular 80s bands, probably the best band out of that whole scene. As a matter of fact, people always give credit to Nirvana for, for, for blowing up the hair rock scene. It was really Guns N' Roses. Because Guns N' Roses kind of got lumped in with that scene, but didn't fit it. And they just sounded more real, more authentic, and they were better. They were a better band than most of that stuff. And so it exposed how bad that stuff was. Yes, yeah, certainly separated themselves from the pack. Now, there was other, I think, artists that were, you know, there was the A's and the B's of that yes. era. But Guns N' Roses was on another they level. They were the A+. Plus. Even, even from the A's. Yes. Yeah. They, were the, they were the A-plus band of that. And they're one of the best bands ever, and because they kind of did it right. Now, I know they're back out there now, but, dude, that was lightning in a bottle when it happened. You knew it wasn't going to stay together forever. They didn't try to stay together forever. They just kind of did it, and then it exploded. Right? Now, I know they're out there back there doing their thing now, and that's all good. You know, welcome to cashing in. But in the moment, Guns N' Roses was authentic. But they were talking to Slash. He says, when the Me Too era really blew up, the thought crossed my mind of a bunch of musicians who might be implicated. But for the most part, as far as all the ones I know, it wasn't like that. We didn't have a predatory relationship with the girls. Oh, Slash. Come on. It was a lot more the other way around in some cases. Okay, well, Slash, this is why you got to be worried about the Me Too thing. Is that, do you think all those people who were being accused of Me Too... Were, were the predator? No. It was somebody who had sex with somebody, exploited that, and now somebody's looking to get back at it. So you, you better be thinking about it. This is why I said, I, I, I predicted this is why Nikki Six yanked his radio show off the radio. It was like, oh, oh dude, Nikki Six knows. Sooner or later, there's going to be some of these backstage hoes that are like, oh, yeah, Nikki, what about this? Do you think that everybody in that situation, in that era, was predatory? Or do you think, I mean, like... I don't think people thought about it as being predatory then, meaning the women, too. From your perspective, though, of like, you know what you view as predatory or not. No. If you go backstage and you do drugs with a band, you end up sleeping with two dudes in a band, use a hoe. Nobody was a predator. Use a hoe. So so there's a difference there between like what Slash is saying of like consensual sex that like, yes, yes there was plenty of, deba- you know. There there's was- a difference there. Okay. I'm willing to bet Slash has picked up a girl at an after party, threw her over her shoulder, took her back into a hotel room and had sex with her before she really consented. And the fact that he could pick her up, throw her over his shoulder and grab her and put her in another room. And she was kind of like giggling, ah, put me down, and that kind of thing. And he thought it was all right. Dude, all these guys slept with chicks who were like caught up in the moment, but if really we're going to think about it, probably would have said no. Now, I don't know who's right or who's wrong there. It's kind of on everybody to be like, nah, dude, don't do this to me. But at the end of the day, dude, not all that sex that was happening backstage at GNR shows was all on the up and up. I refuse to believe you, that. You refuse to believe all consensual because, like, to me, there is a difference there between, like, yeah, there was, I'm sure there was plenty of, like, oh, maybe I wouldn't have done this if I wasn't, you know, in this situation, but you consented to do it. That's where the line is for me. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, they could probably, on a technicality, they're all going to be able to slide. But on a humanistic, like, should I really be doing this level? 
No. But welcome to being 24 and cocaine and booze and record labels. I mean, you're just going to do stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of people probably have a chapter in their life where that was the case where oh, it was, God, you yeah. know, like oh, God, you yeah. had that behavior. And again, you went back there. It's you, What'd you go back there for? You didn't. You went back there because you were like, ah, maybe, maybe I'll go down on Slash. That's what you went back there for. Yeah. I, 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 now, I do think there's a difference there between, like, this was my intention and, you know, what that consensual sex was. Just because you went back there doesn't mean anything's free, free reign. No. You know what I mean? No, not at all. But, dude, nothing good happens after midnight. You know that. Like, nothing good happens. Now, dude, the scene's way different now because you pay 500 bucks to be a VIP member of the band's website, and now everybody's filming everything. Dude, backstage parties now are honestly a little lame. Like, they're lame because it all got sanitized. It all, the whole thing got done. Like, rock bands aren't even allowed. Dude, these new rock bands are asleep at midnight with their Kindle. Like, dude, Guns and Dude, the, a band like Guns N' Roses couldn't even happen today. Dude, a label wouldn't even want them today because they'd be like, oh, no, 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 people have too much problems. Too much, too much problem. Which that used to be rock and roll's whole thing. Give us the problem. We want the problems, but not anymore. But they're asking them now about like the chauvinistic, you know, mentality in their songs. And he says, "Look, man, like, yeah, but I don't think they're dangerous." He says we weren't malicious in any way. It's like they're a little, you know, they're a little chauvinistic, but they weren't malicious in any way. It's like I don't think anybody thought that they should be taken seriously. All right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Slash. They, they, they kind of did, though. I mean, they kind of, they, they kind of. This is what everybody's talking about, though. This is it. Do these things influence you or not? I, I'd have a hard time arguing that art doesn't influence you, but at the same time, it isn't. It isn't the roadmap for life either. And I think you, as the consumer, that's more on you as the consumer, as the audience, as opposed to the artist's responsibility to 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 kind of figure out what which is what. There. This is one of those things that's really weird for me because I want people to make the art that you want to make. I want right. to be able to make the art I want to make. But the problem is, the problem is that, dude, the religious freaks—they're right. That if we allow, dude, look what's happened. They were all up in arms about the 80s and look what's going to happen and the slipping of the societal standard and what's going to happen. And sure enough, here we are with a societal standard that has completely and utterly slipped. So as we laugh at religious weirdos all the time about like about being, you know, over panicked about art and what it can do. Here we are sitting in a world with societal standards that have slipped. That have gone downhill because of the art and the things we allow on television. And what is just casual viewing now? As a matter of fact, I was at I was at a charity event the other day, and they were playing twenty year old hip hop, and somebody commented on it and said, "Man, I can't even believe this is playing in here." And I said, "No, no, no, this is how it works. When you put it out, it's awful. It's the worst thing that's ever going to happen. Twenty years from now, it's a classic." Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a, an amount of time where. Uh, what was once taboo becomes becomes the standard becomes mainstream because you get older and then the new thing that's out and scary isn't for you now the thing you thought was so scary back in the day is just fine and i guess this is just the this is one of the problems that i guess society is always going to be burdened with in the sense of like is is this bringing us down yes, yes. but can i can i call for the for the repression no. of it so like no this is what i'm always saying freedom is messy and it's because your neighbor has freedom too so yes 
are is are are these things? Has it slipped? Dude, should Falwell and all those '80s televangelists were they right about it? Yes, they were absolutely right about it. But that's the way it needs to be because freedom is messy. But to arguing that Guns N' Roses lyrics aren't chauvinistic, you get nothing for nothing if that's what you do. Turn around, bitch! I got a use for you. Besides, you ain't got nothing better to do, and I'm bored. Meaning, do your life so empty and bo- you got nothing better to do? So you might as well give sex to me. Like, dude, that's chauvinistic for sure. But the problem is, is that's okay. That's okay. It's okay for art to be that way. It's okay for paintings to be that way. It's okay for music to be that way. George Carlin famously said, your radio's got two buttons on. One to turn it up, one to turn it off. Figure out which one you want to use. You don't, you, don't, you don't limit the art. But the televangelists were right. Our societal standard has slipped. For sure it has. You want to laugh at those guys all you want. But was 16 and pregnant on TV when they were crying about it? No. They didn't even realize how bad it was going to get in the end. But pretending that societal standard hasn't slipped is crazy. And accepting a little bit more of this and a little bit more of this and a little bit more of this every day is exactly how it happens. Where do you think slogans like Make America Great Again come from? Is they're trying to convince people like that's what's going to happen. We're going to all put you back in the time machine. You're going to be safe. Be fine. Nobody's going to attack your kids via TV. That's what it all is. They're just moving you around the chessboard. That's all. The music of the 80s was obviously chauvinistic. It was obviously sexist. But that's okay. It really is. Because if you grow up and feel like you should recite Guns N' Roses lyrics to women to try to get them in bed, then you're an idiot. That's not on Slash. That's on you. We'll send you to Vegas. Not once, but twice this morning. Your first opportunity will be at 8 for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. And more Stansberry Show is right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9 about a half hour now uh, from sending you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Dude, I'm trying to download my 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 dental health plan card. Uh-oh. Like, dude, this program we use for our benefits here is the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. You go to print the card. No, no, no card is needed is what it actually says. And I guarantee you when I go to the dentist today, they're going to be like, where's your card? And I'm going to be like, well, though, the program says I don't need a card. And they're going to be like, yeah, dude, we don't work where you work, though. So how do we know? Right. And they're going to be like, no, show us the card. I wonder if I'd say if in network you don't need it, if they'll already have access into your information. I don't know. Dude. I, I, can't, uh, I can't tell you how to navigate these waters. When this whole thing started, I went to HR and I said, I want physical cards sent to my house. No, no, no. You can just print them from the website. No, no, no. Not good enough. Send me physical cards to my house. I read the overview. If I ask for them, you're supposed to do it. It says it right there in the, in the, in the new hire package. It tells you that you're supposed to do it. I'm asking you for them. Send them to my house. No, they didn't do it. And so now I don't have this stuff and I'm trying to print this out and I can't do it. They won't, it just, it won't let you access it. And so dude, like I already did this once where I went to the doctor. Everybody's like, go to the doctor. You're probably dying. And I was like, nah, dude, it's just the cold. Yeah. That was a $1,500 bill for, for, to find out I had no viral infection. Like I told everybody I didn't. Do you know your body? You know when something's wrong with it. Screw doctors. What do they know? I know when it's the cold. Like, you know what I mean? I know when I just don't feel good, but I know I had nurses on Facebook. I'm a nurse. Now, are you? Or do you just have scrubs? Different. So I'm like stressed out about that. A little bit, I can tell. I'm going to so scream at that lady in HR today. I know it. Let her have it. 
Screw her. Who is she not to do it? Well, what else is going on out back there all day? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like 11 of us work here. Like, well, we not can't all much. have a dental problem on the same day. Not, not I, what, I can't be triaged at the top? Yeah, yeah, I can. For sure I could. Oh, dude, I'm freaking out about that. I don't want to do it. I don't. I don't. I don't like the things. Um, give us, dude. We'll figure this out. It's not going to be that hard. I've printed my my dental card off of here before. You're probably just clicking on the wrong thing. I'm telling you, I'm not. All right, we'll I'm, I'm clicking on the right thing. It says it right here. <laughs> click here is what it says. It actually tells me to click it. There I am clicking it. All right. Uh, I I don't really want to do this, but apparently we have to. Do you conspiracy theorists? Um, it's nine eleven. Yeah. Right. And so now all I'm doing is seeing people have been sending me this all morning. First of all, I've already taken this. You know what? Let's skip. We're going to go all the way back. 545. Right. 545 a.m. Show hasn't even started yet. Fantone says to me, he goes, you know, it's 9-11. Yeah. Obviously, he goes, what do you want me to do here? I've got audio. What do you want me to do? Are we running it? Are we not running it? And he said, you don't want to just come right out of the gate and start with 9-11. Right. And I said, nah, kind of have to. Because if we don't, then what's going to happen is I'm going to have people who are screaming at me over the fact that we're not talking about 9-11. And that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And if you would just do this, and it's people like you, you don't appreciate enough, and that's why. And so I was like, dude, just start the show at 9-11. Just give me 9-11 right out of the gate. And sure enough, he did. Had a great piece. He put together a great piece for us. Right? So we ran it. But already now, because I wasn't talking about it every single break of the show, I'm being bombarded on social media. You're disrespectful. You don't even do what you're doing. Show some respect. You just woke up late, bro. How about show me the respect to wake up early and catch the show on time? Notice, I don't ever really get that argument. I'm never allowed to use that argument, but you're allowed to use that with me. You just woke up late, bro. You just came into the program and we were already past it. But the conspiracy theorist on how we did this is crazy. Now, let me tell you what I think. You you guys know how I feel about the government. They're awful. They're all awful, and they're all in it together. They're all in it together to steal money and to make you and I fight so we don't pay attention to what's really going down. I keep trying to tell you guys, I'm actually woke, not this 2018 race-baiting version. I'm actually woke. But to pretend that we did 9-11 would be crazy. First of all, do I think the American government's evil enough to kill that many of its own citizens? 100% for sure, yes. Absolutely yes. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. Nobody cares about you. I've told you this a thousand times. You know who cares about you? The people who live in your house and probably not even all of them. So the government's definitely evil enough to do it. For sure they are. But how many people got to keep that secret for them to be able to pull that off is where you lose me. How many people did they take out? How, you know what I'm saying? Now that I'm totally devil's advocate in arguing. You're just helping argument. me here I have, right now, right? I, right. I have <laughs> okay, to make right. that perfectly clear. I'm not a 9/11 conspiracy theorist, but I mean, like, if they're if they're if they're going to kill 3,000 innocent citizens, they're going to kill 300 dudes who knew about the plan going into it, right? Okay, so you're saying they took people out the back and like shot them in the back of the head? We don't know. I, I, Possible. It's not a stretch, right? Okay. All right. I guess if we're going that far, maybe. Okay, maybe. And if we're going that far that they, you admit that they would kill 3,000 people. Oh, in a heartbeat. So then what's, so <laughs> then what, heartbeat, so then what's preventing that from being real? I, I just think... What, what proof do you have? If you're arguing that point yourself, what makes you feel counter to that? I, I, my thing is always this. My dad would always say to me, Daniel, three men can keep a secret if two are dead. And that's... I just... I, do the, that cover-up that would have to happen... Is I think it's I I don't think we'd be able to do we can't 
dude, they can't pass education bills without leaks. We were gonna we were gonna wipe out half of New York City, I like mean, a city block, not, and without leaks. This existed previous, like prior to like social media really existing the way that it does now. That's fair, and you know, I mean, certainly conspiracy theories have always been a part of American history, and people are no matter what it is, they're they're going to look at it with a with a critical eye. And the thing I always say about any conspiracy theory is, if you watch a video on YouTube with dramatic music and like you know it's edited correctly, of course you're gonna be scratching your head like oh maybe this is a possibility well, I just think like if 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 you buy into the concept of sports being fixed and it's like well how many people would that take to, to, to pay off how many people would it take to, to have that seat yeah right? but that's but that's a different thing that's a completely different thing is would it take a ton of people yes but everybody's got something invested in there and like it, it, dude that's all financial and so you could get people you could get people to go along with it you could get players to go along with it and be like dude look you're all gonna make money just go along with this you think the people who didn't know about who knew about about 9-11, I don't, they wouldn't make money I, off I'm of it? I'm telling you, you couldn't get to them all. It, it would take too much. How many people would have to know about it? Oh, hundreds. To hijack up to those planes? I mean, like... So what, your theory is it would take 10 people to know about this? Not my theory, but like I think you can make the argument, or that people will want to make the argument, that you really wouldn't have to have that many people... This is like flat earth crazy. ...in powerful positions where it's like, well, why couldn't the government have, have paid these terrorists, you know, or these quote-unquote terrorists? So who would have done it, though? Because wasn't this in transition of a presidency? Uh, would, I mean... It, so who would have done it, is what I'm saying. The, the deep state? I, is this any one president's decision? No, but like... Okay, is so the, this is the strings that are pulling the president. The nefarious forces that truly run the government. I mean, and once again, this is not me, Matt Fantone, saying this, but making this argument, there it is for you. I believe... I, I don't know what people classify as a deep state, so I don't want to necessarily say I, I like I'm on that. But do I believe there's an entity running the country behind what we think is running it? Obviously, Yes. What that is, it's just power and influence. I'm not sure it's a group. I don't think it's anonymous or masons or whatever. It's just money and influence. At this point, you keep undercutting your doubt in this to me. Like, if I'm a conspiracy theorist, which I'm not, but if, if I'm arguing this with you, you're undercutting yourself because you keep saying, like, well, yeah, this exists, but not to this level. I don't believe they could keep this from everybody. I don't. I, Dude, when I look at our government, look at our government. They're a bunch of dumbasses. They, dude, first of all, oh, my God. Like, we, dude, we're electing senators out there now who can't speak the language. We got, dude, the president can't say anonymously. Like, dude, the whole thing's a mess. It's always been a house of cards. So what I'm saying is I don't think we're smart enough to get away with it. They haven't kept it secret because here we are talking about it. Here these people are talking about it. Yeah, but we don't have it. any proof. Well, fake news. Of course we don't have any proof. So I don't we, trust the media anyway. Well, well I don't trust the media. So, but I mean, you, you keep making the point for but again, I'm all the more reason why you got to look at it and go, no, there's, it, that's not what happened, because I am very suspicious of everybody, and yet I still think this is – I don't understand why you can't understand why other people in the world would hate you. Of course they hate you. You've gone around the entire globe saying, we're better, you suck, do it our way. Imagine if you just kicked in your neighbor's door and said, dude, these guys are over here. We're the ones doing it right. You're doing it wrong. Start doing it this way. Your neighbor would hate you. Of course, everybody else in the everybody else in the world hates us. All we ever do is tell them how they suck and we're the best. I've said that was America's number one problem from the beginning. What we should have done when we got here has been like, this place is awesome. Shh, they're all gonna want to come here. That's where we screwed up. But I don't believe we did this. I'm sorry, I don't.
I believe the government is evil. I think we've seen it. I think we've seen other times where they've been willing to kill off citizens. But like, ah, we'll just do this study. Ah, just give them those blankets and see what happens. I just, I mean, like, dude, that's who we are. It's who we are, right? So I like, I, I think it's possible. But I don't think it's probable. Do I think it's possible 9-11 was an inside job? Yes, it was possible. Was it probable? No. And also, the steel burns at this, but it doesn't burn at this. this, All those videos have been debunked. That sure enough, dude, with that kind of explosion, things would happen differently than when you put a Bic lighter on steel in a YouTube video. I mean, it's just like, dude, some of those videos are so crazy. It's just like, dude, this is like flat earth nuts to me. Like, that's how crazy it seems to me. Now, some conspiracy theories I do think are out there, and I think that are maybe real. This is just not one of them. I'm able to believe in some of the stuff, especially when you don't have all the info. But three men can keep a secret if two were dead. And I just don't think that many people could be involved. And by this long, 17 years later, we don't have the story. I mean, dude, like three guys were involved in the NBA fixing scandal. And like five years after it happened, we knew because the books were coming out. Because everybody's like, yeah, all right, I'll kind of tell you what happened. Like, by now, somebody would have real information that, like, proved it. It'd be like, dude, here it is. And we don't have it. And you've had the internet for 17 years. You've been searching for the info and you can't find it, which tells you what. It's not there. And that there are evil people out there who do not like our freedom, who do not like our way of life, and want to challenge it. That's as simple as that. It's as simple as that in my mind. Now, maybe I'm being naive. I guess maybe it's possible for the first time ever in my life. Maybe. But I highly doubt it. More Sansbury Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Sansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here with 2020 Vision. Thanks to my good friends over at the Rollholt Vision Institute. Now, people ask me all the time, Fantone, would you do LASIK surgery again? And the answer is 100% yes. And the reason why is because I never have to worry about dealing with the inconvenience of glasses or contacts again. I don't have to worry about where my glasses are. I don't have to worry about contact solution. I don't even have to worry about do I have contacts, man. I just open up my eyes and I see 2020. You could be doing the same thing. All you have to do is get the information which is available to you at roholtvision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Uh, Nikki hit me up on Twitter. She's like, look, man, I'm pretty sure you just go to the dentist and give him your social security number now. So apparently I'm just going to be able to do that. Yeah, I would just make sure that it's an in-network provider there. See, what I did was is I asked a salesperson here who has nice teeth who her dentist was. Because that's how you do that stuff, right? So you go with somebody you kind of trust in that regard. But I forgot her husband's got a real job. Like, works for the government, and so I'm willing to bet they have pretty good insurance, and so they're probably on his insurance. And so I don't know if the dentist she gave me is in our network or not. Yeah, I just check. Like, but my appointment's at 10.30 this morning. I can't just cancel, right? You can give them a call at 8 when they open, and I would say, like, hey, this is the situation. This is the dental plan I have. Yeah, here it is. I hate this kind of stuff. I hate this kind of stuff. I am so bad at this kind of thing. Like... I never thought about getting married, but like anytime something like this yeah. has to go down, I'm always like, like, I, all right. So it was, it was about a month ago. I was running around my apartment, right? And I was looking for a shoe. <laughs> I had okay. the left one and I couldn't find the right one. Right. And I actually posted this at social media and I said, this is the thing that sucks about getting old. Like, you can't just look for a half hour, stop in the middle of the living room and scream mom until the other one shows up. You can't do that as an adult. 
You know what I mean? Like, dude, no wonder dudes get married. Like, that's, I, I forgot. Like, that's what it is. It's like, dude, it's like, poof, another mom is here to help me find things. This is great. Not only is it expensive, it's confusing. And healthcare stuff, it's one of those things that I've always said, like, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I'm a Mensa member, but, like, I feel like I'm uh, aver- above average smarts. Like, I, you know, That's I'll fair. read stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll check up on stuff. I'll do stuff. But if I'm confused by this, like, if you have, if you can barely read, like, how do you, how do you get by? Well, again, dude, this, there's, make no mistake on why things are the way they are. They are designed to make fat, lazy Americans give up. Like, once upon a time, like, insurance was just, like, you just gave them your insurance card and that was that. And, they, like, there was no network. There was no, like, hey, this provider, this person, this whatever. And, like, dude, it's confusing. Dude, taxes are done this way. Dude, anything adult that they can screw you over financially on, they make it this way. So you're like, oh, I mean, I guess. I and you know. just, and you just give up and just sign it or just pay it. And then you're screwed out of your money. It's, dude, the whole system is designed to keep you exactly where you are. Or to knock you down further. Nothing's designed to help you advance at all. Nothing is set for that. Nothing is set to be easy. And it's only going to get worse as the years go on. (laughs) Stansberry going to the dentist. Nothing's easy. The world's falling apart, dude. It's all terrible. I don't want to (laughs) go. So, dude, I was sitting there. Dude, this is what happened. I was like in my living room and I was like flossing my teeth. Yeah. Right? Smelling the floor. I was. Okay. I like that. I'm a fan of that. And uh, and I just kind of yanked a little hard, and one of my crowns came flying out in the middle of the living room. And we were on vacation. And I was like, oh, my God. And I had a date the, like the next day. And I was like, oh, my God. So, of course, dude, I call here. I call like, the office, and I'm like, hey, I got to get see an emergency person or whatever. So I call every dentist in Canton. Of course, nobody will see me for a month. And, uh, and so I was like, freaking out so then yeah dude i went and i got the dentem thing and now yeah i have this appointment today at 10 30 but it's like i don't know i already used it things back in there seems okay now why am i going yeah i mean you can go with that mindset but eventually your tooth, well, your whole tooth's gonna fall out and you're not gonna be able to go see a dentist i would take care of it today like i said eight o'clock is when they open so like give them a call and be like hey just want to make sure that this is all going to be okay am i allowed to cancel my appointment and not pay well i mean there's probably some sort of like cancellation fee but it's well, how? They don't have any of my information? Well, then you might be all right then. I mean, honestly, then if, if, if they don't have your information because well, it's, the first, you a bill, right? well, it's the first time going there, you're it probably going to be okay. But I, I would at least give them a call rather than go there and have to deal with it on site. At least you can avoid that headache. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that. I, dude, I don't like this kind of stuff. But I'm not allowed to not go now. You know what I mean? Like, I started seeing somebody now. And she was like, did you make that appointment? Like, every day, did you make that appointment? Did you make that appointment? Did you make the appointment? Yeah, I made the appointment. And she knows when the appointment is. And so, dude, if I don't go, she's going to be mad. Single or otherwise, <laughs> like, get your teeth fixed. Like, this no, is, dude, it is fixed. This is, this is something you should want to have handled. I do. I just don't want to have to go do it. Why can't you come to my house? Where's the Uber of teeth? Where's that? That's the thing I need. We'll send you to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your first shot of the day is next on Rock 106. Hey, guys, you got the Sandsbury Show here. Fantone and I will be at the Canton Civic Center on September the 15th, hosting your cosplay contest for the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con. In the 2018 Hall of Fame City Comic Con, bringing the heat when it comes to special guests, dude. First and foremost, the creator of the Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman. You've got legendary comic writer Peter David and the creator of The Crow, James O'Barr. That's going to be amazing, and you're not going to want to miss it. So let's pick up those tickets at HOFCityComicCon.com. 6 9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. 
We'll send you out to uh, Las Vegas here momentarily for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We also have uh, tickets for the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. We'll get you into that as well. New Tour Tuesdays coming up at 9. New MGK, new Morgan Wallen, new Godsmack, all part of that. Dennis has been called. I believe my insurance is covered through the dentist I'm going to. I'm currently filling out my uh, my new patient paperwork on my way uh, before I head there. And so we should be good. Do you have an ID card yet? Have you got this? No, no, but but I went to the boss and he was like, dude, I'm just going to give you my ID card. You'll get the group number of our insurance off of that and they'll be able to find it off the group number. Yeah, I was going to say, because on the website now, I have on our dental, print an ID card or email your ID card. So as long as you got those numbers, what you need, then we're good. Well, then good. I I guess, I don't know. Well, during the commercial break, I'm going to, we're going to find that over here and then I'm going to be able to do this. Okay. I, uh, I need to be able to do this. She's been on me all morning. You're going, right? Don't cancel that appointment, right? No, I'm going to go. God, dude, women, they're relentless, dude. They're good for you. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're good for you. Right. This is about getting your teeth fixed. <laughs> I know. This isn't, this isn't I negative. know. She just cares and wants me to be right. I know. It's like, she's back off a little bit. All right. I saw this, and I don't get it. I don't get it. I, and I feel like this is just more over-sanitizing things before we really need to. But the Passport Brew Tour, I guess, which was like a brewery uh, trail that was like all centered around Stark County, which was a smart idea. A lot of good breweries in this area. Yeah. More and more popping up all the time. What a good idea, right? But I guess like this is like one of these things. They kind of take you on the tour, right? And they posted... 12 crude reasons is what it's being called. But it was like 12 reasons why a beer is better than a woman. Right? Okay. Now, dude, there's shirts that have this. There were entire stores dedicated to this. Spencer's who made all like the magnets and all this stuff. And Big Johnson t-shirts, liquor airport. You know what I mean? Like, dude, we've had this forever. So pretending now that this is like a big, huge problem because it's written down on the internet is ridiculous. And it's time to like stop being such a puss on everything. Right. The reasons they say range from vulgar to chauvinistic. The example they give me is you don't have to wine and dine a beer. That's not chauvinistic. It's not funny. Yeah, I was going to say it's not funny either. It's not funny, but these things are never funny. But all this is is Maxim magazine. Every article in Maxim magazine, every article in every men's magazine ever. Why this is better than this. Why this is better than your woman. Why having a girlfriend isn't going to be so great. And this is every opinion article ever. What do we do? When did we get this goddamn soft? Like, I want to know. When, where, where was the line? What happened? What was the thing that went down? Where women are this soft now? Like, decide, guys. You're either an equal or you are an extra special creature that I have to dance around. Which one is it? What happened here? So they shared this. So now breweries are saying, we don't want, don't bring the tour here. We're not doing it. Don't bring it here. We don't want it. Our customers are already starting to cry. They're starting to bitch. We don't want it. Guys, you sell drugs for a living. That's what beer is. It's what alcohol is. You're a drug dealer. So get off your high and mighty horse about it. Get off your horse on it. Like You're going to be up on the soapbox as a drug dealer? Really? That's what we're going to do. So this company, are they, I mean, like, I guess like, so they're charging the end consumer to drive you around. To take you to all the breweries. So they're not necessarily, are they partnering with the brewery? Is there? So what they do is, is they get the breweries to jump. The breweries need the consumers. The passport tour is the one that says, look, we'll give you the consumers. 
Okay. They're going to sign up through us. We're going to drive people to your bar. We'll put them on a bus. That way, they'll come to your brewery, try it, and then maybe they'll come back next week. It's a okay. smart business plan. I've done a thousand of these. When I moved to Oregon, I must have done... Dude, when I owned my bar in Oregon, they had like 15 of these, and the beer companies took my brother and I for like a week straight. We just went on one of these every single day. It was awesome, right? Because they just wanted us to carry all these beers. And so they take you around. They just have... It showed, and it was awesome. And they had this same thing on the bus. Oh, beer's better than a relationship because you don't have to do this. And it's like, dude, none of it's funny, but none of it's also meant to be taken seriously. But because you can cry and you can whine on social media, now everybody has to pretend that this is a problem. So it's the breweries that are the ones who are kind of stepping in here. That are mad at the okay. at the passport. One of them here, and this is a brewery I like, and that's why I don't want to name them. Because I actually do like them. But honestly, if I'm being honest with them, I want to call them out right now and I want to ruin your business. I do. This is why, this is why, why, this is why, honestly, guys who do what I do need to be better than a podcaster. This right here will show you. I want to destroy this brewery's business. Destroy it. And I love their beer. But I find them to be so sissified in this and running with their tail between their legs. And you're a drug dealer, guys. Get over yourselves. Right? So, like, this high and mighty attitude is destroying everything. We just want to let everyone know that due to a degrading post made yesterday on the Passport Brew Tour's Facebook page, we've decided to remove ourselves from the tour. Congratulations. Nobody's ever going to hear of you. Way to go. Way to think it through. Dude, we do not condone or condone or accept this type of behavior and ask that our name and images be removed. We do hope you understand that our position and look forward to seeing all of you in our tasting room soon. Thanks again from our team. Yeah, but they're not going to be in your tasting room anytime soon. They're not because they don't know you exist, nor, however, did they know this thing existed. So now you just look like a bunch of sissies. At the end of the day, I, I I don't think it's so much that you as as the brewery, whether you do or do not disagree with what they were saying or whatever. I do understand the concept of hey, all of a sudden you caused me a headache. I don't want to deal with you anymore. I think you can have that stance without necessarily thinking was this is, is this or is this not offensive or is it meant to be offensive or whatever that is. So I have all twelve now. I have them all now. This is perfectly fine. Beer's always wet. Frigid beer is a good beer. Beer never gets a headache. Beer always goes down easily. You can share a beer with your friends. You don't have to wine and dine beer. You can enjoy beer every day of the month. You always know you're the first one to pop a beer. You don't have to wash a beer before it tastes good. You can have more than one beer and not feel guilty. Beer doesn't get jealous when you grab another beer. If you pour a beer, you'll always get another. You'll always get good head when you pour a beer. Guys, I was able to say all 12 of those things into this microphone. Meaning what? Not that bad. Not that bad. Dude, the societal standard of what a guy can say and not say on the radio has shifted dramatically from when I started. I, I always go to this analogy. The one day about three months ago, me and about 10 people who work in this building were all sitting around my desk, and we were listening to a folder of promos from the previous show I did, from the afternoon show. Promos. This is stuff the radio station put on the air as short commercials to get people to listen to that show. There was 300 jokes in that, in that folder. Not one. This is not hyperbole. Not one of those jokes could clear today's standard. Not one. And yet, I was able to say all those things right there. Is it tasteful? No. It's not. Is it funny? No. It isn't. But pretending that this is the end of the world 
is why, dude, you people are turning into the boy who cried wolf. So when there's legitimate now sexism, when there's legitimate now racism, nobody cares anymore because you're running around crying about all the BS problems. I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. There are honest to God problems in this world, guys. Let's worry about those. Not this cosmetic BS you want to pretend is a problem. First of all, if there's, dude, a good guy is never going to read that and be like, oh, I can mistreat women now. I guess I get to get drunk and smack them around. That's never going to happen. And an idiot was going to believe this whether or not you wrote it down or not. You're never going to change people who they are at their core of their person by writing something down, putting it on a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. You're either a piece of crap human being or you're not. It's just that simple. Let's send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We're doing it right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text the keyword LUCKY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message supply. 69. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We have TSO tickets. That show, I believe, December 30th, 8 o'clock. Quick and Loans Arena. We'll get you into that. I'm getting a lot of pushback on that brewery tour thing. Dude, a lot of people are pushing back saying, I don't know, man, it's pretty chauvinistic. It's like, I mean, I guess maybe, you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. Then it is a little chauvinistic, but I was raised in an era where that was like, I don't want to say it was all right, but we knew we were going to see stuff like that. And we were just told, well, then look away from it. We weren't told to cry until somebody fixed the world for me. Like that's where you just lose me. Like this whole, well, it's not fair. Like, I'll never forget the look on my father's face, the stupidity, the dude, which he looked at me like, oh my, I remember, I'll never forget it. He was looking at me, I'll never forget it. He looked at at his wife, my mother. It was like, oh my God, Sue, we raised a moron. Because I was like, dad, that's not fair. And I remember my dad sitting me down and said, Daniel, the world will never be fair to you, ever. That I promise you. It will never be fair to you. But now it's like, that's not fair. And Twitter goes, well, yeah, then let's make it fair. Like, and that's crazy. It's crazy. Let people be who they are on to be. You don't want to go on the Passport Brewery Tour? Then don't go. Now, the reverse is true, too. The, 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 you know, the breweries, they have the right to, you know, come off the tour if they want to disagree with it. But they don't. And that's my issue. You think that brewery really cares about that? No. They're just getting out ahead of it because they know you, the consumer, are going to cry like a little bitch. And they don't want to deal with it. Doesn't that make business sense? Yeah, I mean, it does kind of make business sense. I'm not yelling at the businesses, really. What I'm really yelling at is you for being such a crybaby. What are you crying for? First of all, the people who are going to go get day drunk all day are offended by that. Really? Hey, let's go on a bus. Let's go to 12 breweries, get hammered on IPAs all day. But we're such quality, moral fabriced people that that 12 list is going to, is, is going to bother us. You lose me there. You lose me there. If you're day drinking all day, do you really care about stuff? Or are you just looking to have a good time? Well, then just go and have a good time. I don't understand why it's going to be a problem. And a beer's always wet. That's really a problem? That's a problem for you. Then you know what I want? Let's trade lives. Let's trade lives. Because your life's too easy. Like, if you're going to cry about that, you you don't got enough going on. And honestly, dude, I want that kind of boredom. I kind of need it. I would love for my life. I would love for that to be the big problem in my life. Oh my God. They say two beers are better than one. 
Oh my god! And shame on our brewery. Like you sell beer for a living. You gonna get all high and mighty about it? Like for real? Like I get why like a major corporation would, but like a local brewery in New Philly. I'm just pulling cities out, by the way. Don't go like you know drawing lines to who I'm talking about. I'm just saying stuff. But like you're gonna get that worried about it? Here's the reality: if your beer is good, it's good. That being said, isn't that enough then? Like where it's like, well, if 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 we have a good enough product, I can take a moral stance here because I feel that as the owner no, of it. Because if you could, you wouldn't have signed up for the from the brew tour in the first place. They signed up for the tour because they need the consumers. Dude, I've been to half these breweries that are yanking off of here. As a matter of fact, one of them's right down the street from Zor. Like right down the street. Every time I go in there after playing Zor, you know how many people are in there? About four. They need this business. They do. And this is what I, this is really what I mean to say to the businesses is that, dude, beer drinkers aren't going to be offended by this. And really, what you're going to do is you're going to take beer drinking dudes and go, oh, that brewery is kind of a pussy. And so I'm not dealing with it. That's what you're going to do is it will backfire. Do you feel like you would make that decision based on like, well, I'm not going to go to that brewery. You backed off of something. Here's the deal. If I didn't work here, I wouldn't have known about this at all. And so I would have been at the brewery no matter what. So would you now knowing this make a decision based off this list? Are, whether you would or would not There go? are two breweries on this list because of the way they said it. That I will never see a dollar from me ever. As a matter of fact, if they came to me and said, promote this and we'll pay you, they would be told no right now. So not just you're not making that decision just based on the beer. You are making that decision based on what you view as their morals. I am making my decision on the fact that somebody has to stand up and tell people that you need to quit crying and that I'm going to be the guy who's going to tell people to quit crying. Somewhere along the line, though, that is a part of this conversation. It's no longer just about beer. It is about what you as a company think then, right? Well, yeah, but that's the way we've done this. That's the way I didn't do this. Everybody else did this. This is the way we have to do it now. I wish I didn't know what companies thought about anything. I want companies to stop talking to me about everything. Here's what I want companies to be worried about. Green money! Because that's what you're in it for, is to make money. So just make a good product and just sell it to me and shut the hell up about what I'm doing. You know, notice this. I've been talking about this a lot too. These companies, by the way, these social media companies who are the ones trying to tell you how to live your lives better, they're the ones on TV saying they're sorry to you for screwing everything up. So now you're still going to listen to the social media mentality on what to do? Facebook, Uber, all these companies, Twitter, they're all on TV going, sorry, our bad, we screwed up, we don't know as much as we should, we didn't think this through, and they all screwed it up. And yet every time you see enough retweets, you're like, yeah, no, that's right, no, equality, I mean, seriously, equality. It's a joke. Quit trying to win the race of the best white person out there. You're never going to win it. The game's stacked against you. You're never going to win, so just be who you are and enjoy what you enjoy. But from the same nation that made America and Big Johnson t-shirts, we're going to pretend like this 12 things about why a beer is better than a woman's a huge problem? No. I'm sorry, guys. No. Now, this. do you ever wonder why when wage gap and all this stuff gets brought up, why everybody rolls their eyes and goes, oh, God, because you're the boy who cried wolf. Sorry, you're the person who cried wolf. And that's why nobody cares about you when serious problems arise because you're making mountains out of mohills and I'm supposed to cry for you every time something doesn't go your, a little bit your way. Suck it up, rub some dirt in it, and you're going to be fine, you sissy. Jesus, man, enough is enough. TSO tickets up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. 
Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Fine. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to remain calm, dude. I am, but it's not gonna be able to happen. No. Let me tell you what I'm doing right now, Phantom. What are you doing? I am emailing somebody a link in this building so they can print something out for me because nothing in this studio works. Like I can't print to any of the printers in the building. I've tried all five of them. I can't print from in here, dude. At some point. We're going to redo this whole room and make sure things can be done in here, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm losing my mind, dude. Like, I just, I don't understand it. It's like they concoct evil plans every morning. Like, how are we going to make him lose his ish today? And then we're going to get mad when he's mad. And you don't believe in conspiracy theories, dude. You think me and Keith Kennedy aren't sitting around cracking our knuckles making things like this happen? Come on. Hold on, I gotta ask Tony McGinty to print things for me. What I need to start doing now is every time I need to ask somebody for a favor like this, I need to copy the person who's responsible for making sure I can't do this and copy them in on it and go if with if, if and just and shame. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start shaming people into it. No, I'm not. <laughs> just get me fired and then you guys will be stuck with a radio show that sucks you know what I mean so really what I'm doing is I'm nailing myself on the cross for you essentially what I'm doing that's what I'm doing in here you know I was uh, I was actually told at this brewery tour most people drive themselves from a guy who actually works at one of these breweries and knowing him he kind of know it's like he wouldn't you know if you missed it there's this brewery tour that was going on but they put out this like 12 reasons why beer is better than a woman and it's pretty much everything you've ever seen in maxim magazine or in a spencer's like you know fridge magnet but all of a sudden because it's on a meme it's now evil and awful and you know he was like look most people just drive themselves which is like that's not good well then what are you paying the bre- what are you paying the touring company what you, what for you, right, what, are you, just, what are you doing here just, just go just google best breweries in stark county right. and get the top 10 and go that's it and go which again by the way we do have fantastic breweries in, in in this area if you're a beer fan you could do way worse than stark county and and i like a lot of them but it's just dude this sissify just playing into the sissification of things just does kind of bother me well now earlier you were talking about how this moral standard is slipping and culture is definitely a part of that so like but again what did i say that that yes that that that, that the 80s televangelists were right that we were going to slip our societal standard but ultimately i'm okay with that because dude freedom is messy so just embrace this embrace yes. embrace embrace america getting crappier Ex- well you crappier 
maybe by your definition, but not by your neighbors. That's what I'm saying is that, dude, crappier for who? For you or your neighbor? Like, at the end of the day, this is what I've always said is that, dude, people want their freedom, but you don't want the person across the street to have theirs. That's not the way it works. Everybody gets the freedom. That's why we argue. That's why things are the way they are. That's why it's like, well, should this, dude, that's what it is. So then you should be, if you are offended, you should speak up or you should not speak up? I think, dude, if you want to speak up, if you're offended, that's fine. I don't have a problem with the fact that you're speaking up. I have a problem with the fact that you're offended by by 12 reasons why a beer is better than a woman. And that if you feel like that is so something that is so offensive that you have to speak up for it, you're a little bit of a sissy. You are. Not that you shouldn't speak up. Speak up. Fine. I got a whole radio show dedicated to me speaking up. What am I going to do? Tell other people not to do it? Fine. Speak up. But pretending that I have to care about everything you say is crazy. Or pretending that I have to think that everything you think is serious is serious is crazy. Because it's not. 12 reasons why a beer is better than a woman is not offensive. Ultimately, at the end of the day, dude, it's kind of true. I'll give you a 13th one. The beer's quiet. (gasps) Oh, my God. He's a chauvinist. No, I'm just in here saying some stuff. You know, we talk about this all the time. And there used to be this thing. Fantone was one of the first people to point this out to me. And it was, we, we had a guest in here the one day. And this was true. And I was trying to like say it. And I just couldn't circle. And Fantone was like, ah, dude, here's what you're trying to say. Which is back in the day when you had a job like mine, if you said something, it was just something you said. It was just a line. Now, if I say something, you then take it to be my entire belief system. That's crazy. It used to just be, well, I thought of this. It's kind of funny. I'll say it, but it's not necessarily what I think. Now it's, that's your belief system. You're evil, chauvinistic. Yeah, that dude, that that male gene, it's just bad. None of them can be good. Aren't your actions more important than your thoughts? This is me devil's advocate in here for you. But like, isn't isn't your actions more important than your thoughts? And yeah, my actions was joking around, though. So let's not take it so seriously. The things you say are the things you think are nah, the things you I feel? I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. And isn't it possible that they're the things I think? They're the things I think maybe in that moment, but they're not the way I think about th- the problem overall. Can I have a joke about something that I do think is serious? Um, certainly. I, I guess at this point, though, it's like, well, where is the audience supposed to know how you are? Are you opinion piecing this or are you, you know, well, are, you, are you giving me this information and giving me what you really think? Well, again, I think that that's what people have lost the ability to do, which is to listen and decipher between those two things. They're no longer able to do that. If the mood in the room is light, we're probably joking around. If I'm getting serious with you, it's probably what I think. But that's not okay anymore. Like jokes, blue color, like off color jokes about, you know, serious issues, rape or, and I say it all the time. Rape jokes aren't funny. Rape can't be funny. Really? We make jokes about the fact that I was raped as a child all the time. People laugh all the time. So rape jokes are funny when they're about me. Okay, cool. I just need to know where the lines are, guys. We change them every day. Just tell me where they are. But see what I'm saying? Like things, everything can be funny, but everything also can, dude, it's all in the delivery. But the problem is, is that you no longer see it that way. That it's like, if you're even able to think of that joke deep down inside, it's because you're an evil person. It's crazy. It's crazy. And really, at the end of the day, what it is, is you're bored. Can I think you're wrong about that without necessarily thinking you're an evil person? No, because I'm not wrong about it. No, I'm saying, like, can I think you're wrong about that joke? Like, oh, that was a line too far. That oh, was a step I, too far. Or, yeah, like, I wouldn't have said that. Well, yeah, so, so, but at that point, though, you can, 
Okay, so we're all going to have our own different lines, and we're all going to have our own different, like, okay, that was too far for why me. Are, dude, explain to me why you always do this. What are you trying to explain away that I said that you're worried about standing next no. to? Because that's what always happens in here. So what did I say that you're worried that you have to stand next to? What now? I'm trying to get to here is that, like, everyone's going to have their own different line here. Every person, every business, and we'll all have our own prerogative of, like, okay, that was too far for me. Now, can I can I be done with you forever, or can I, can I say, okay, well, that was just one thing. I'll continue you to like visit yes, your business. People have the ability to do whatever they want. When if you choose to do that over 12 reasons why a beer is better than a woman, you're a pussy. That's that's all. That's all I'm saying. You're a pussy. Not that you're not allowed to say, not that you're not allowed to raise your hand and go, "Guys, look over here. I'm a pussy." You're you're allowed to do that. But that's what you are. You're not virtuous because you complain. That's really my issue is that we have turned complaining into virtue and it's not the same thing. Those things have been conflated and they should be completely and utterly separate. But you don't have enough fabric for that anymore. You're not you don't have the resolve anymore because what do I always say? The human being will always 100% all the time look to self-victimize. And it's starting to get a little gross. We'll start New Tour Tuesday and send you to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. All that's next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. About to start New Tour Tuesday for you. Uh, update for those of you who have been listening throughout the whole program. I now have my uh, my forms for my dentist. There it is. I filled out my pre-patient forms, and uh, I, I believe I have my insurance group number, which is all I should need. I should be able to go and take care of this today. I had, uh, had a crown fall out, and then I had to use like a temporary fix solution. That's not real good. No. So I got to get it fixed today, and uh, we're all set. I uh, my appointment's at ten thirty. I'll be leaving shortly after the show, so your podcast will be later today than normal. I know there was something wrong with yesterday's. I have an appointment set with the boss today. We're going to sit down and try to figure out what's going on. I would hate for you guys to miss yesterday's show and not be able to listen to it, because I thought yesterday was pretty good. First Fine. day back was pretty good. Better than today was, anyway. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, sometimes that's the way they go, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I was worried about the first day back, but it actually went really, really well in my estimation. Uh, but we'll start New Tour Tuesday now before sending you out to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. I guess Eminem put out this album. Um, it was like a surprise album, like out of nowhere. He stole the Beastie Boys like album cover from License to Ill. And that should have told you about where he was in the creative process. Like, we're phoning this in, right? And so somebody hit me up while we were on vacation. like, dude, you got to listen to the new Eminem. So I did. And I listened to it twice. And then I was done. Now... It's not that it's awful, but it wasn't good enough where I'm like, man, I got to keep going back to Eminem. But apparently he called out some of these newer rappers, and one of which is MGK, Ohio's own. Although, really, Texas's own, but we'll, we'll, we'll claim Ohio, right? And uh, welcome to the gimmick. And MGK's had enough. And he then responded. Um, and I believe the song is called Rap Devil. This is obviously because what Eminem was the rap god. He had a song rap god like a year ago. So this is MGK clapping back. I believe it's what the kids call it. Oh my god, Ronnie. Hey, somebody grabbing some clippers. Beard is weird. Tough talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year. I think my dad's gone crazy. Yeah, Haley, you right. Dad's always mad cool. Dude, I gotta say, I don't love that. I don't love that. 
as a guy who's been in battle with other creative people via radio shows and things like that, this here's my rule. I'll mess with you. I'll mess with everybody on the show. Your wives and kids, I got to leave you out of it. Is it different when you bring them in? You know what I'm saying? I mean, this, this, that's response to a song that he did. I, yeah, that's a technicality, and he's going to be able to skate on it. I wouldn't have done that. If the person themselves interjects themselves into the story, that's a little bit different. Because once upon a time, see, you guys all know his name. DeLuca's girlfriend once upon a time opened up her mouth. And it was like, oh, okay, we're going to do that. And then so then I went on the air and then I shut it and she's never opened it since. And that's because, oh, that guy's different, right? Oh, okay, poke the bear, bear swipe back, no more doing that. And that was different. Well, now when it was just him, I never say anything about her because that's just a little unfair. I don't want anybody coming after my people like that, and so I choose not to do that. Didn't love that out of MGK there. Beard is weird. Tough talk from a rapper Pam Leans for security a year. Starting with your beard is weird too. Well, <laughs> okay. All right. Let's full disclosure this. This song's pretty good, and he gets into some harsh truths on Eminem. MGK's not a great rapper. He's not. Dude, it's very elementary. He's not like... Dude, Eminem... Let's say this. Eminem's a far better lyricist, correct? Yes. Okay, there we go. Beard is weird. Tough talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year. I think my dad's gone crazy. Yeah, Haley, you right. Dad's always mad, cooped up in the studio, yelling at the mic. You sober and bored, huh? I know. I'm about to be 46 years old, dog. Talking about, I'm a cool up trick trick. Man, you sound like a... Man, I can handle your... Mad about something I said in 2012 Took you six years and a surprise album Just to come with a diss Homie, we get it We know that you're the greatest rapper alive Dweeb, all you do is read the dictionary and stay inside Rap God, I'm the rap devil Come a bare face with a black shovel Like the Armageddon When the smoke settle His body next to this instrumental I'm saying I'm sick of them sweatsuits And them corny hats Let's talk about it I'm sick of you being rich And you still mad Let's talk about it Both of us single dads from the Midwest We can talk about it Oh, we can get gully, I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Hey, let's talk about the fact you actually blackball a rapper that's twice as young as you. Let's call Sway, ask why I can't go up to Shape 45 because of you. Okay, now, so, so, that, so I've heard this rumor from, from friends of mine who work at Sirius XM. And Sway is a guy who does mornings on, on there. I believe he's still doing mornings. And he does. He works at that channel, Shade 45, I believe. It's like an Eminem thing. And like Sway's not supposed to put MGK on the radio. As a matter of fact, I was told he's not supposed to really be playing nice with a lot of these white rappers. Because Eminem kind of feels like, ah, dude, it's kind of my thing. Let's not highlight that. And dude, if you're Eminem, and you're this deep into your career, and you've made all the money... What do you care for? Do you got your own channel? Like, what do you care for? Is that how you get it, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, never too much money, right? All right. No, never too much success. Yeah, I mean, dude, people have always said that maybe that's why I'm limited, because I just don't think like that. I don't I, I don't care enough about that kind of stuff. Let's talk about the fact you actually blackball a rapper that's twice as young as you. Let's call Sway, ask why I can't go up to Shape 45 because of you. Let's ask Skinnerscope how you had Paul Rosenberg trying to shelf me. Still can't cover up the fact your last four albums as bad as your selfie. Now tell me, what are you staying for? I know you can't stand yourself. Trying to be the old you so bad you stand yourself. Let's leave all the beef in the 50. M, you push a 50. Why you claiming I'ma call Puff when you the one that called Diddy? Facts. Then you went and called Jimmy. Facts. The conference called me in the morning. They told me you mad about a tweet. You wanted me to say sorry. I swear to God I ain't believe him. Please say it ain't so. The big bad Okay, so what that is is Eminem called Jimmy Iovine 
to complain about what Emmy, what what MGK was saying, and then had the like had, got, went to the businessman. I was like, dude, get this handled for me, okay? Take Joe. Oh, you want some smoke, but not literally you'll choke. Yeah, I'll acknowledge you're the goat, but I'm the gunner that got you in the scope. Don't have a heart attack now. Somebody help your man's up. Knees weak or old age. The real slim shady can't stand up. I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest. We can talk about it. Or we can get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Hello, Marshall. My name's Colson. You should go back to recovery. I know your ego is hurting just knowing that all of your fans discovered me. Hi. He like, damn, he a younger me. Except he dresses better and I'm ugly. Always making fun of me. Stop all the thuggery, Marshall. You living in luxury. Hey, look what you've done to me. Drop the knob just because of me. Damn, you in love with better. me. You got money. You've been wearing a shirt in like 10 years. Yeah, and like the whole like, well, you're rich. Stop complaining about things. I mean... MGK's got enough money where it's like, dude, you ain't you ain't in the struggle anymore. To pretend that you're still like on on uh, right. Like, Come on, man. Uh, like, like yeah, like you're still at Sharks getting barbecue. MGK, that's what's happening, dude. I've seen your LA apartment, dude. My buddy lives downstairs from you. I've seen your apartment. In luxury. Hey, look what you've done to me. Dropping out. I'm just getting apartment right underneath him. Me. You got money, but I'm hungry. I like it this, but you won't say them lyrics out in front of me. Shout out to every rapper that's a fund of me. Know that I'll never do you like this. Still bitter after everyone loves you. Pull that wedgie out your dungarees. I gotta respect the OGs, and I know most of them personally. Hey, but you just a bully acting like a baby, so I gotta read you a nursery. I'm the ghost of the future, and you just have to need a Scrooge. I said I'm flex, anyone can get it. I ain't know it would be you. I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich. The sweatsuits are mad. Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest. We can talk about it. Oh, we can get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. No, you're not. Nobody's putting right, white chalk right. around anything. No, and dude, neither one of you guys are thugs. Neither one of you guys are like hardcore gangsters. You're both white dudes from the Midwest, like you said. Dude, just stop. Nobody's going to guns and chalk around the body. Because I got a road. It's, it's a fast road. When your idols become your rivals. Yeah. Never hesitate to say it to your face. I'm a po. Oh my God, Ronnie. We know you get nervous, rabbit. I see mama spaghetti all over your sweater. I wish you would lose yourself in the records that you made a decade ago. They were better. According to them, you're a national treasure. To me, you were soft as a feather. The type to be scared to ask Rihanna for a number. Just hold her umbrella. Ella, Ella. I'm not afraid. Okay, Oscar the Grouch. Chill on the couch. You got an Oscar. Damn, can anyone else that get some in their mouth? For real. They made a movie about you. You and everybody's top ten. You're not getting better with time. It's fine. Eminem, put down the pen. Or write an apology over the simple fact you had a diss to acknowledge me. I am the prodigy. How could I even look up to you? You ain't as tall as me. Five, eight, man. I'm six, four. Seven punches hold your head still. Last time you saw eight mile was at home on a treadmill. You were named after a candy. I was named after a gangster. And don't be a sucker and take my verse off of Yellow Wolf's album. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to feed my daughter. You try to stop the money to support her. You don't want to always talk about the action. Text me to Addy. I'm pulling up scrapping. And I'm by myself. What's happening? EST captain salute me or shoot me. That's what he's going to have to do to me when he realizes that it ain't shit he can do to me. Everybody always hated me. This isn't anything new to me. Yeah, there's a difference between us. I got all of my without Dre producing me. I know you're not used to me. Usually one of your disses should ruin me. But up of Cleveland, everybody quiet this evening. I'm reading the eulogy. He dropped an album called Kamikaze. So that means he killed him. Alrighty, one rapper's girl this week. Don't make me call Kim. I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about See, it. See, dude, like telling the guys you're gonna like bang their wives, bang their ex-wives. I'm not wild about it. Talk about it. Or we can get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it.
Yeah, there's new MGK, uh, Rap Devil. He's going back against Eminem. I guess, Phantom, give me your vote. Eh, it's mm. half a turn. Um, there were definitely cool parts of the song. I really do like MGK. I like Eminem a lot, too. And honestly, this is the best thing that could have happened to either one of their careers in this moment. Eminem needs a shot in the arm to prove he's relevant Agreed. again. And MGK needs something to put him into the national spotlight. I know we feel like he's been famous for a while around but here, not. but he's not. So, like, this, honestly, and I know people are going to be like, to me, this all feels like a ploy. This all feels like, yo, dude, okay, hey, dude, you drop this. All right, I'll drop that. You know what? Next week we're both dropping. Wait for the tour. Wait for the tour. In it together? Is is this what you think? Yeah. I think there's probably a better than average shot that that's true. Um, Here's also, let me tell you who MGK is going to be. You know who he is? Who's that? He's Marky Mark. Okay. That's exactly who MGK is. Okay. The acting career will far surpass the rapping career, and it'll get so far to the point where people are like, oh, yeah, remember when that dude used to rap? Remember that? That's going to be MGK. He's got acting chops. I've seen him and stuff. He looks pretty good. And if he's in, dude, if he's even remotely good as Tommy Lee in that Motley Crue movie, that will rocket him into uh, into other like similar roles. And I think there's probably more talent there than there is in the rapping end of it. He is an average at best rapper. Now, I like MGK a lot. Um, good dude. Met him a handful of times. He's always really, really cool. That whole thing. But like in the end, I have to call this song a turd. It's a turn! Because of what I said to start this segment out. Eminem's going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and MGK's musical career will be shortly forgotten about as soon as it's over. And so, dude, if dude, if you can't reach that kind of level, then don't punch up, because you don't have it to actually totally punch all the way up. That song's a turd. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. New Morgan Wallen, Whiskey Glasses, next on Rock 106.9. Let's go! Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text Hey, guys, you got the Stansberry Show here. Fantone and I will be at the Canton Civic Center on September 15th, and that's because that's when the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con rolls into town. And at the 2018 Hall of Fame City Comic Con, legendary writer Peter David going to be in attendance, dude. Uh, Peter David worked on so many comics that you're familiar with, dude. Uh, We are talking about Spider-Man, we're talking about The Incredible Hulk, Wolverine, dude, all your favorites. This dude's been a part of them. So if you need to pick those tickets up, you can do it online. Check out HOFCityComicCon.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 in the middle of New Tour Tuesday. We also have TSO tickets we'll send you here momentarily. Country song of the week this week is uh, from a guy who was apparently on The Voice. I didn't know that. Um, he had been a voice contestant. I don't know if he won or not. I don't watch that show. Do those even matter anymore? Like... It, to me, it's just Obviously. like, I mean, mean? The, there were, there's so many of them. You, I don't know if he won. I don't know if he was on it. It just, it, it, wh- how much star power really comes out? Well, in that format, a ton. Like, dude, a lot of like the big stars right now were all on those kind of shows. I mean, Carrie Underwood won American Idol, I believe. Morgan Wallen was on The Voice. Kelly Clarkson, I know she's not necessarily a country artist, but I mean, um, that, that um, genre pulls from those reality shows quite a bit, actually. Um, there's does it matter if you win them no i don't think it matters if you win i think as long as you're good and the audience gets to know you well enough and that's why they do them is because they own your i think it's your first two albums they own if you if you reach a certain level or whatever and they know a producer is going to want to work with you because a fan base has already learned to love you from a tv show it's actually a very smart business model 
But Morgan Wallen released his official record this year, uh, 2018. It's called If I Know Me. And I think it might be the country record of the year. I, I, I would have never thought that, but I listened to it while we were on vacation. And then I listened to nothing else the entire time we were on vacation. And uh, this song's called Whiskey Glasses. Pour me, pour me another drink. Cause I don't want to feel a thing no more. Hell no. Just wanna sip it till the pain wears off. Pour me, pour me another round. Line them up and knock them down. Two more, let's go. Cause I ain't never heard like this before. Don't wanna think guitar. about her. I wear a ring without her. Don't wanna hit the karaoke bar. Can't sing without her. So make them drink strong. Cause brother, she's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't wanna see the truth. She's probably making out on the couch right now with someone new. Yeah, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. If I'm gonna make it through. If I'ma be single, I'ma need a double side of that heartbreak proof. And see the world. in the wheel just making that song about how dudes go to the bar and get drunk because a girl left them and they're sad and they don't know what to do we don't know how to process our feelings so get me drunk pretty evergreen right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, right it's always not, gonna be not, relevant not, re- not rethinking the wheel just just giving you a fastball right down the middle Cool voice too. He knows how to. He knows how to kind of give you that gravelly thing. As a matter of fact, he's got a couple of like real honest to god ballads. Well, actually, dude, the song of his is actually blowing up right now. It's called "The Way I Talk." It's actually a pretty big hit at country radio. He's got another couple of slow songs on the album, and honestly, dude, his his voice is so gravelly he almost can't do the ballad. Can't sing without her, so make them drink strong. Cause brother, she's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't wanna see the truth. She's probably making out on the couch right now with someone new. Yeah, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. If I'm gonna make it through. See, like, like right there, strains with it. Not a great singer. Cool voice. Knock them back, knock them back, knock them back, knock them back. Fill them up, fill them up, fill them up. See what I'm saying? Like, it's just yes. not good. If she ain't ever coming back. And we double down. Oh, and then you repeat it. Yeah, we double down, which yeah. isn't great. I, dude, I mean, oftentimes the bridge isn't the best part of a song. Like, you're building into that other chorus, but you got to have something better than that. Dude, the bridge is always my least favorite part. I hate bridges. I, I just, I wish we could figure out another way to do that because I don't enjoy them. Hey, line them up, line them up. Knock them back, 
knock em back, knock em back, knock em back Fill em up, fill em up, fill em up, fill em up Cause if she ain't ever coming back I'ma need some whiskey glasses Cause I don't wanna see the truth She's probably making out on the couch right now with someone new Yeah, I'ma need some whiskey glasses If I'm gonna make it through If I'ma be single, I'ma need a double side of that heartbreak proof And see the world glasses out uh, the album is called if i know me i've been uh, addicted to it for about two weeks haven't been able to stop listening to it. as a matter of fact there's a song that i wanted to play but we could i couldn't find it this morning it's called gone girl oh my god is that song really really good uh but phantom give me your uh, vote there i'm morgan wallen <laughs> it's half a turn the song will certainly find its way into country music there's no question about that i don't feel necessarily compelled like man i really want to hear more from this dude the song didn't suck and the thing i will say is dude I would hate this dude as my friend. Like, hey, man, let's go out and let's like forget about her. And all you're going to do is sit there and, and talk about, about her, her dude. Yeah. So, so I'm going to call it a half her. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I This is the song that actually pulled me into his album. And I actually, dude, I, I can't stop listening to it. I think it's actually really, really good. The, the whole album's pretty good. I'm going to vote not a turd. I'm not a turd. Yay. We have new Godsmack for you when legends rise. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. A hit, slew of hits. Um, and they're pretty damn good, Godsmack is. And they have a new one out. It's called When Legends Rise. I haven't heard this yet. Neither have I. I didn't know they had new stuff coming. They're good live. I don't. Oh, good lo- I don't show. love Godsmack, but there it is. <laughs> okay, keep away from me. Man, everybody wants to be shined down these days, huh?
stance very, you gotta let him know. Oh, yeah. You gotta tell him. I mean, you gonna do something about it, you gotta stand there and bleed. The self-importance of rock music. Like, right? Like, doesn't that sound like Brent? Oh, no question, dude. It is all Shinedowned up. No, not even debatable. Not even, like, yes. I mean, the whole song is a Shinedown song. I owe Bo Matthews a huge apology. Like, dude, that guy came in with Shinedown's first record, and he was like, dude, this band's going to change everything, and we laughed at him. We're like, dude, no, because they're from Tampa, where you just came from? No, nah. And now, sure enough, here they are. We turned God back into Shinedown. Well, there you go. There's uh, there's there's new Godsmack when legends rise. Fantone, give me the vote. Well, first of all, you probably owe Bo a couple of other apologies, but as my vote goes, not a turd. Um, didn't particularly love it, but it was what it was supposed to be. That's a Godsmack fastball. You know, you can already hear it. You know, the college football championship series on ESPN when legends rise. I mean, it's under three minutes. It's 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 shine downed up. It's it's not a turd. So I expected it to be really really bad, and it wasn't so bad. It was actually pretty, pretty good. So, um, you know, expectations set happiness. And so I didn't think I was going to like it at all. Ended up liking it quite a bit. I'm going to vote not a turd. Not a turd! Yay! Yeah, I, uh, I, I, would probably, uh, I would probably put that in rotation here at Rock 106.9. So if we ever make me the music director here, you would, yeah. get, you would get new Godsmack slash new Shinedown because that's pretty much the same thing there. We do have TSO tickets. That show's December 30th. Uh, I believe the Q 8 p.m. is when that uh, is when that performance is. We'll send you those or we'll pass the tickets out now. 1-800-243-7625. Take caller 20 on those. Teresa will send you to Vegas at 11. She's got your third keyword of the day for the 2018 iHeart Radio Music Festival. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Podcast will be delayed today, but you will get one. Uh, aside from that, you guys have a great day. See you. Hey guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here telling you about the LASIK surgery I had done at the Roholt Vision Institute. Now, if you're somebody who's thought about LASIK surgery in the past, there are so many questions you have, dude. And I have the exact same questions. Is it safe? How much is it going to cost? What is my vision going to be like? In the Roholt Vision Institute, they understand you're going to have questions, comments, and concerns. I mean, LASIK is a surgery. And the first step to finding out if it's the right surgery for you is to visit their website where they make everything crystal clear, both literally and figuratively, that website, Rollholtvision.com.